When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better wake them up, get them up, get them going Wednesday on B&E. That is right, it's time to drag you up over the hump. Hopefully this misty rain will dissipate here at some point. Muggy and warm conditions on tap today in Austin, Texas, as they tee off the Dell Technologies match play. World's best golfers are here. They're going to play a little golf today and all through the weekend out at uh, Austin Country Club. Also, uh, Longhorn football team back on the practice field yesterday. We'll certainly talk about the highlights of uh, workout number four for spring practice for Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns. we got plenty of uh, March Madness because we are knee-deep in the middle of the madness. Longhorn basketball team getting ready for Sweet 16 action on Friday. We will preview uh, the matchup with Xavier and all of the games, which begin and uh, are back on the court tomorrow night with uh, round three action of the NCAA tournament. Also got uh, quite the scene last night at the World Baseball Classic in Miami. As we kind of foreshadowed yesterday, what a scene it would be. If uh, Japan had to summon Shohei Otani, uh, the best player on the on the planet, to get the final three outs to win the uh, World Baseball Classic, and what if he had to face Mike Trout? Well, that was exactly the scene we got last night on South Beach, and uh, it lived up to the hype. Unfortunately for Team USA, so a lot to do. It'll be a busy Wednesday. Four hours of fun and conversation begins right now here on B and E. It's the show of the people because it's us and you, our opinions and yours, and we appreciate you. However you find us, maybe one zero four nine, maybe one zero one nine FM, AM twelve. 60, maybe streaming. We make it easy digitally to find us on your on the Horn app. Take us wherever you go there. Also on your smart speaker uh, at home or at work. Just say, hey, speaker, turn on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, and you also could be look, looking and watching and watching us on our Twitch channel. Always streaming live and local at our website at hornfm.com. Mr. Godbolt. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much for the great job that you do. It is appreciated, and we appreciate it each and every day. And it's going to start to get a little warm Ooh. and a little sticky here. Bad hair day. Yeah, bad hair day if you bad have hair day, frizzy yes. hair. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The next two days. Here's a nice text on our Specs text line on the show of the people uh, to start the show. From Toby and Wimberley. It says, good morning. It's a good day to have a good day. It is a good is day to have a good day. Right. Find some good in this day. They all may, they're all not good, but... You know, there will be times when you have a bad day, but there's always something good in good each in. day. Well, that's right, because yesterday I had to, ended up having to drive all over the place, get my oil changed, get my car inspected, a bunch of other stuff, and it just, that little rain, 
wasn't raining. It was kind of like spitting all day oh, long. Oh, yeah, just a pain. And I swear yesterday driving around, Buck, I saw more ambulances and fire trucks going to collisions and I may have seen it. I mean, it was everywhere. Everywhere I went, oh, here comes another fire truck. Here comes another ambulance. We're in a hurry. People in a hurry, slip sliding. I heard uh, Don Miller yesterday about the, even Craig Way, when he got here yesterday for Light the Tower, I was like, man, traffic was unbelievable. So let's not do that again. I think there's some residual, not not as uh, misty as it was yesterday. The, uh, the the temperatures are going to rise. It'll be in the 80s today, but be careful out there. Make well, you got a lot day. of people trying to get things done after their spring break. Yeah, you know, well, that's right. You, you know, can kind of sense it. That people, people took to, off, and they now they got to get try to double up on their back work. In. Yeah, yeah, because we be we, careful, please. Yeah, be careful out there as you get it going throughout Central Texas, as we say, through Central Austin and West Austin, where we are. And it's going to be crowded, whether it's whether it's the golf tournament. I mean, this these oh, roads it's are going to be crowded in Austin. Yeah, well, we just wrapped up one of the busiest travel weeks of the year here in yep. town with South by Southwest and Austin Airport. Austin Bergstrom reported three of the busiest tra- uh, travel through the airport days of the year already, um, and maybe of all time. And then uh, here comes NASCAR, here comes Dell Match Play, and then oh, yeah. all the golf fans, and of course it's still Austin, Texas. So uh, yeah, slow it down out there, get, get yourself uh, where you need to get, but it's crazy. Everywhere I went, uh, fire trucks and ambulances. And thank you, as you say all the time, to our first responders, Absolutely. the men and women at Fort Hood, Texas, but certainly those who... Uh, They're lined up right now. Go to help. At and, Fort Hood. Uh, well, you know, we are on 360 West, right? right uh, and between us and, and Westlake High School, looking over downtown, there's a fire station right there, right? And Gosh, being up here last night to record our Eyes on Texas podcast and here yesterday driving around, I mean, that, that thing fire truck was coming out of that place over and over, over and over. And over yeah. So you all be careful out there. Let's get this thing going on a Wednesday. It's going to be a good one. We're counting down the uh, the hours now to the Longhorns matchup in uh, in the Sweet 16 in college basketball. And, of course, the Longhorns are the final game of the two days of, of Sweet 16 action. It does pick back up tomorrow night. Uh, Longhorns will play the eighth game of eight, coming up at 8.45 on Friday night, so we'll preview. Uh, Rodney Terry and his Longhorns were available yesterday, so some thoughts about the Horns as they head to that matchup. And, uh, of course, two more wins, and they'd be in the Final Four for the first time in a long time. But uh, we've got to get those wins. We'll talk about Xavier, talk about the potential matchup with Houston or Miami uh, in an Elite Eight situation. We've also got another, a lot of other top stories. Let's get to the headlines, the trending topics, including that uh, tremendous scene for the game of baseball last night in Miami. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Yeah, we'll start with the baseball, and it was just an incredible scene in Miami last night. You've got uh, Japan, uh, twice the champions of the World Baseball Classic, facing the USA, the defending champions of that tournament, that global tournament of baseball. Uh, and the scene we got was pretty epic. Ninth inning, it's 3-2, to two, Japan with the lead, and they do summon the world's best player, the two-way player Shohei Otani, to try to close it out after a leadoff walk gave the uh, USA some hope and some optimism in the ninth inning, needing just a run to tie it. Uh, Otani coaxed a double play ball. 4-6-3 double play off the bat of Dodgers outfielder Mookie Betts. That brought to the plate the USA team captain and Shohei Otani's teammate Mike Trout with the LA Angels. Uh, They went at it uh, for the first time in their careers. Mano Mano right here. USA's captain versus Japan's captain. First time they've ever faced each other. They've been teammates for five years. The best against the best. Here's the pitch. Trout swings and misses. Here's the pitch. In the dirt at 102. Baseball wins tonight. He throws. Trout strikes out swinging. 
There it was. Strikeout on a 2-2 count after a 102-mile-an-hour ball in the dirt, and the game is over. Otani wins it. Japan wins their third. World Baseball Classic went 7-0 in the tournament, never lost a ball game. USA uh, coughs up the championship to Japan. Pretty cool. Texas baseball got out of the big bats last night, rolled to a 17-11 win at UFCU Dishfalk Field. They extend their winning streak to 11 in a row now. Longhorns pounded out a season-high 17 hits, paced by the catcher Garrett Gametz, two-run homer, five RBI night. Two of his long balls were part of a five-homer night for Texas. Jack O'Dowd hit one of those. He went four for five. Also, uh, the Longhorns improved to 15-7 and seven on the year. They prepared to open a Big 12 conference play this weekend, welcoming Texas Tech to the dish. Red Raiders come in at 18-4 and four on the year. After taking the week off for spring break, Texas football team back on the practice field yesterday. Practice number four of their spring work. And among the highlights, the return of several offensive players who missed the first week of work because of injury or precaution. That included redshirt freshman quarterback Malik Murphy back on the field and taking second-team reps behind quarterback Quinn Yours, Running back Jonathan Brooks also back at full speed. He had that hernia operation after the Alamo Bowl. And wide receiver Isaiah Nair back running routes with a knee brace on. Of course, he hurt his knee back in August. For uh, Steve Sarkeesian, mostly pleased uh, for the work and uh, the way they handled the week off. How was uh, the break? Was everyone as mature as you were hoping for over the time off? Yeah, you guys didn't write anything, so... Um, <laughs> No, it, it went well. I'm proud of our guys. Hey, they're they're in college and they, they need to enjoy spring break. You know, we, we, this is being a you know Division One football player, Power Five football player at the University of Texas. Uh, we ask a lot of them. We ask a lot of them as, as athletes. We ask a lot of them as students. Um, and so when they have opportunities to to enjoy being in college, hey, I welcome that. It's but making good choices and decisions, and and I think our guys did a really nice job of that last. Longhorns will work out again on Thursday. Their coaching clinic is this weekend. Best golfers in the world are in Austin this week. Nine of the top ten players in the world rankings, including world number one Scotty Scheffler. We'll tee off this morning. First day of group play at the Dell Technologies match play at Austin Country Club. Scheffler, not only the world's top ranked player, he is the defending champion here in Austin. And fresh off his dominating win at the Players' Championship just ten days ago, he's going to tee off at 250 today. Face 54th ranked Davis Riley head-to-head. Tom Kim and Alex Noren go head-to-head in uh, part of that group one as well. Also fellow Longhorn Jordan Spieth ranked 12th in the world. He will face Mackenzie Hughes on day one. He'll tee off at 12-16 this afternoon at Austin Country Club. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. There we go. It is uh, great stuff last night. We, we foreshadowed it and it happened. You kind of felt like if Japan would have the lead, Otani would come in and throw his 100-mile-an-hour heat and try to close that thing out. Mookie Betts needed a better at-bat from Mookie because a leadoff walk in a ninth-inning situation, typically you can uh, manufacture that run, get it home with the meat of the order coming up, but uh, his 4-6-3 double play. Yeah, well, they weren't bunting anybody, that's for sure. No, you're just looking for uh, – and that's, you know, facing great stuff and just a great scene. Uh, they, they, the, the color guy said it, baseball won last night. It really did. That whole tournament was electric. The crowds were huge. I saw, you know, ahead of that game in Miami, the you know four hours ahead of the game, lines around the block there to to get in and, and be a part of that last night. So, uh, the game on display. I thought uh, all the countries that participated. I mean, there were some unbelievably dramatic moments, and sure there were some down moments with Edwin Diaz's injury. Jose Altuve comes out of there with a fractured thumb, but uh, I think both of those players would say, you know what, it's worth it. It's worth it to get out there and uh, play for your country and Japan, the champions of the world. Three two. Well, I love that at bat too. That was man, good stuff. That one oh two in the dirt was <laughs> the unbelievable. T- well, and then he threw a slider at the end, and then 
Yeah. Trout had no chance. Yeah, respecting the ability. Mike Trout can turn around anybody's fastball. And in a kind of a hitter's count of two to two, you're thinking, okay, okay, he might throw me the heat. See no. if I can get a hold of it. And then, no, no, he threw the the uh, the old number two. Oh, man. The, the little slide piece. And, uh, and that someone said if that dude can't hit it, nobody was going to be able to no. hit that. Well, I mean, it's it was great for baseball because, you know, Shohei Otani is the MVP and like we've really never seen anything like he does on a baseball field since since Babe Ruth. I mean, it's just legendary stuff. Unfortunately, those two guys are going to go back to a team that's pretty much irrelevant when it comes to Major League Baseball. Maybe this year. Maybe, maybe. They were on display for their country, and you know, Mike Trout was the captain and uh, just had an unbelievable tournament for Team USA. Otani, of course, for Japan, but now they'll go play for the Angels and you know, finish in fourth place or whatever behind <laughs> the Astros. Heck, the Rangers might be better than the Angels yeah. this year. It could be. I mean, that, I think that's going to happen. I mean, Angel Rangers invested. Got Bruce Bochy on the bench now, and got some pitching got, finally. Yeah, Jacob Degrom's in the house. They got some some arms. Uh, so yeah, but um, Astros yeah. better watch out. Well, Astros have some issues right now. They're the defending champs. They come back if healthy, as good as maybe ever, maybe as good as they've been. Even though Justin Verlander is now a Met, they're they're still very deep in their pitching staff. But uh, they lose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez dealing with a bit of a hand injury to start the season. Now they're trying to get things cranked up. So, but you know, this thing's over now. Japan are the champs, and now you know all the the stars will go back to their respective teams and training camps and try to get ready for the start of the baseball season, which is about two weeks away now. Uh, but yeah, the Astros will be fine, but they need to get healthy. That's really the one thing that can derail Houston in the American League is, is injuries, and they're already dealing with a couple here uh, to start. The well, season. they know how to get to the playoffs. They'll they got a lot of time to figure it out. That well, group and Dusty Baker, Dusty Baker back for another uh, year on the bench. He's, He's got still his wearing his gloves. Oh, the toothpick, the gloves. He is Captain Smooth, man. Uh, Astros are ready to go. Rangers should be good, and yeah, the Angels. It would be great to see Otani and Mike Trout, you know, in the playoffs at some point, because we got to see them in this tournament in really clutch, huge moments, and it was just special. We don't get to see them that often, and we're you know October moments that uh, matter. Uh, that's been the Astros. That's been uh, the Braves. That's been uh, the Phillies last year, of course. Like to see the best players in the because those are right there. When you start ranking best players in the world at their at their sport. That's probably one and two. I mean, that's, yes. I mean, you. That's it. And uh, they don't ever play meaningful games in October because of the organization they play for. They haven't been a winning team, uh, but that was really cool to see last night. Hey, so uh, best players, best golfers in the world are playing some golf t- today and this weekend, and uh, they'll get a good day today. It'll be soft. Oh yeah. I mean, they've had, they, they, we told you to get ready for the wind tomorrow because there's wind advisories for Thursday today. Is going to be, a, you know, that's a scoring course. That's why they play it on that course. It's not the longest course, and they can bomb it. And in match play, you want to encourage aggressive play. You want them to go for, you know, amazing shots. and, and Go for par fours, try to knock it yeah. over the green. And this will be a shot maker's course because of all the rain yesterday. It's going to be very soft out there, receptive to the best golfers in the world. They'll be able to, to pin hunt today uh, in, in head-to-head match play, which should be a lot of fun to watch. Kind of want to see that of, sun come up for them. We get some sun. Yeah, by noon. But today's one of these days with like a million percent humidity. They probably don't want the sun because once the sun comes out, it becomes like an oven. But uh, sun's back Saturday. Sun will be back Saturday. It looks like a beautiful day Saturday, but uh, cloudy again today. But uh, hopefully that little persistent mist holds off. Oh, for sure. Kind of annoying. Been pretty annoying right there. Hey, we'll get back back into all the top stories. We'll talk some Longhorn football coming up with uh, Steve Sarkeesian and the Horns back on the uh, practice field. Uh, getting after it. They've got a big weekend coming up, which we'll tell you about. The Longhorns are going to host uh, 
one of the best coaches on the planet. Speaking of great people and what they do, they're going to have their coaches clinic this weekend. We'll preview that. We will also get to uh, the Longhorn basketball. But good to see the Longhorn baseball team, Buck, uh, pound out 17 hits. And, you know, we, we say that here midweek to get over the hump because then the Longhorns, you know, everything's in front of them now. I mean, the, you kind of turn the page. And we'll talk to David Pierce tomorrow, uh, the head baseball coach at Texas, with our weekly visit every week at 8.30. We talked to him on, on, at 8.30 on Thursday. They're 15-7. and seven. Remember, when they came out of that road trip to Cal State Fullerton, they were 4-7, and seven, right? They're 4-7. and seven. Oh, yeah. And you're thinking, oh, geez. I mean, they, they had played some really tough competition with a brand-new team, 19 new faces, a bunch of new coaches, and they started out rough. They went 0-3 in that, that series in Arlington to start the season in February. They um, then lost two out of three at Fullerton. They lost LSU in that ninth-inning home run. Uh, so they were 4-7, and seven, and you, know, the, you saw the pieces, but the pieces really – weren't put together yet. The puzzle wasn't uh, like the puzzle when you take it out of the box. you got to still continue to put pieces together to figure out what you've got. We'll see if this uh, two-week stretch with the 14-game homestand. Yeah, when you get to play the Jaspers and North Dakota and New Orleans, I mean, this is you play who's in front of you, but you still have to play well. And that that's what they're doing. They're figuring out well, some we things. We talked about what, what, what does the record need to be. 14-game homestand, we know the final three of the 14 is against Texas Tech and the first series of conference play. And so the Longhorns are 11 and 0 uh, essentially on this this homestand so far, which is the record you're hoping for. Yeah. Because you were playing Sam Houston and Mercer and Manhattan and North Dakota State, New Orleans, Incarnate Word last night. Well, so you've handled your business, and in those games, you've you've pretty much you know pummeled those teams. You've outscored them, you know, 110 to to 90 something, and then you're you're doing the thing or 30 something or 40 something. You're doing the things you should do on the mound, uh, and you're doing your, the bats are coming alive. Guy like Peyton Powell. Guy like Garrett Gamet, your catcher, is coming alive with the bat with the stick. Uh, Dylan Campbell hit a home run last night. Jack O'Dowd hit a home run last night. Went four for five. That's the hope that you've defined the roles on your pitching staff. It does look like and feel like that uh, Lucas Gordon's going to be your Friday night starter, the lefty. It feels like that um, you know Zane Morehouse, who was the Saturday starter to start the year, looks like he's moving into the bullpen. Bunk. It looks like he's because he closed the game last Friday night. Right. Uh, that they won over New Orleans in a three to in a, in a uh, close three to one game. He came in and closed that game, and we had talked to David Pierce that morning, and he said, "Yeah, Zane Morehouse has that kind of stuff. You know, nineties, ninety five, ninety six miles an hour. He might be our back end guy." And he moved into that role. They put Travis Staley, the right hander, who had been the Sunday starter. He started the Saturday game against New Orleans, and he pitched great. He was dynamite in a fifteen to one win. Uh, that may be where he settles in. And then the big man, Buck, uh, LBJ, LeBaron Johnson Jr. For Sundays. Yeah, he came out and started the Sunday game, and they won that one 9-3. to I kind of feel like that's going to be you know, where they go. Those are your your, your weekend starters. Which, it seems like that's what they want to do. But I, as I asked you know, Ty Harrington yesterday, when the, when the competition ratchets up, do you then still have to make – Maneuvers. Well, who's who's able to oh, sure. play like this in this kind of competition? Well, that's right, and that's the whole you know, point of moving towards Texas Tech. Because sure. everything you did over these two weeks, eleven games, it's about playing this kind of competition. It's about this, and I and I'm just laying out where, how I think they're putting the puzzle together. It looks like it'll be Lucas Gordon Friday, Travis Staley Saturday, LBJ on Sunday with Zane Morehouse as a guy who could close out like the Friday game, like he did this week, and be your closer on Sunday if you need him because uh, he's got that kind of arm. And then a guy like Chris Stewart is your closer on Saturday. But, man, the kid who pitched last night, I know the Longhorns gave up 11 runs, and David Pierce was frustrated with his bullpen last night because they had a big lead and guys were going in and walking dudes. They were trying. They got a lot of arms on the hill. But the, the, the positive side of last night from the pitching staff for Texas was uh, Charlie Hurley. 
he started the game, pitched really well in the rain, and got the win. And that's another guy that you need to watch for. Charlie Hurley is the big 6'8 right-hander from uh, USC. He transferred in, and you think, you know, 6'8", and he's a fireballer. No, he's 6'8", and he pitches the contact. Got some stuff, yeah. Yeah, he's about 88, 89, 90. But, uh, again, he gave you four innings and didn't give up but one earned run last night, struck out four. He's another guy that you could see come in, come in now that you're at a conference play where all the games matter. You could see him as a, as a bridge pitcher, right. right, coming out. You know, after Travis Staley on a Saturday and pitching two, three, four innings in the middle of the game to get it to Chris Stewart at the end. Uh, but you can kind of see, I think we got to see now over this two weeks what they want the puzzle to look like, who they think are their best players, what their best lineup is uh, offensively, what their arms are going to be like in key roles. And as you just said, and you talked to Coach Harrington about yesterday, now you got to go do it. Now you got to, now you're going to go play some real. Big 12 competition. You're not playing New Orleans or Manhattan. You're playing Texas Tech. Your best stuff. You have to bring your best stuff now. Yeah, and who rises play. to that? Yeah. I think the, it, the players who are going to be your key guys you're going to rely upon have separated. You know who they are, and uh, now they got to go do it. And that's uh, that starts with Tim Tadlock's team. Now, I will say for Texas Tech, they're 18-4, and four, which is a pretty gaudy record, but these games in Austin will be their first three true road games of the whole year. Been around home, huh? Yeah, they played they played tournament a tournament play. They, there. Played, they played one tournament early in Houston. So it was a neutral site. Other than that, they've been home. Every other game has been at home. Uh they including a three game series this past weekend as they opened conference play and took two out of three from Oklahoma State, uh the Cowboys. So this is their first true road test and um so I'm sure Tim Tadlock's thinking the same thing. We think we're pretty good. We like what we got. We're eighteen and four. But uh, we haven't had the uh, the trials of road games and road series on against a hostile environment yet. So uh, this will be a really fun series. And you know, anytime Texas plays Texas oh, yeah. Tech in any sport, especially under these current circumstances, where um, you know this is it for the Longhorns in the Big Twelve this season and next will be their last years. Then uh, then they're off to the SEC. Uh, it'll be an intense. A lot of fun baseball this weekend. So looking forward to it. It's part of a great weekend that includes the Dell match play and NASCAR and everything else we're talking about. Big weekend for Texas football, but good to see. Garrett Gamet's another one of those USC transfers, about two of them. Charlie Hurley and Garrett Gamet both transferred in from the Trojans program. Uh, both are going to be key cogs in this Texas team. Gamet's the catcher who had uh, the big two-homer night last night, part of the 17-hit attack for the Longhorns. Peyton Powell, Eric Kennedy. Eric Kennedy's having a great run oh, yeah. here to start Certainly his Certainly is. His uh, super senior season. So, um, downtown Porter Brown. How about downtown Porter Brown last night, Buck? Had four RBIs. He had three knocks. And uh, Longhorn's bats come alive. That's what you hope for when you head into a big series with Texas Tech this weekend. So, there are your top stories. World Baseball Classic. Got golf coming to town. They'll tee off today. And we've got baseball. We'll get back into the football as well. You have to choose your, choose your, uh, your plan of attack this weekend carefully, Buck, because it's going to be a crowded city. There's going to be a lot of sports to choose from, whether you love NASCAR or golf or baseball or whatever your your flavor might be. I like it for the NASCAR folks that that track will be dry. Yeah, it looks, the weather when looks get, great yeah. for the weekend. We're kind of dealing with it here during the week, but it looks tremendous for your uh, weekend on tap. And, yeah, we'll, we'll check in with our guy Rodney Rodriguez, revved up ATX, and get ready for NASCAR, the uh, the good old boys. Coming to coming town. Coming to town this weekend, which is pretty cool. So we'll, we'll we'll get you previewed for it all. That's what we do. want to get you over the hump Wednesday, uh, getting you all the top stories. Also get to the NFL. Lamar Jackson is in the news today. We've got the Cowboys making moves. And did you see where B. John Robinson was last night? Oh, boy. B. John Robinson on a social media post lets you know where he was. It's not going to make uh, Longhorn fans or Cowboys fans, I think, very happy. We'll get you details on that coming up. Also a Craig Way report, some B&E facts of the day. It's all part of a busy Wednesday, and we're just getting warmed up here on B&E.
Barrett. Yes, yes, yes. Wednesday on the Horn, B&E with you. Ty Henderson produces, and we're having a good time. Great scene last night in Miami. Shohei Otani, who's not a relief pitcher, mind you. He is a starting pitcher when he does pitch. He's also uh, quite the hitter. He uh, punched out his teammate Mike Trout to end the World Baseball Classic 3-2 final. Samurai Japan, the 33-time now World Baseball uh, Classic champions, USA derailed on their quest for a second consecutive WBC crown. Uh, that was good baseball last night. Also, did you see, you know, the madness of March returns tomorrow night with Sweet 16 action. Longhorns will play Friday night, but uh, props to the Mean Green. Mean Green of North Texas. My daughter uh, attends mean, the Mean Green. Craig Way graduated from North Texas. And did you see that they beat Oklahoma State last mm-hmm. night in the uh, quarterfinal action of the NIT tournament? Yeah, they went into Gallagher-Iba Arena and beat uh, beat Oak State out of the Big 12, 65-59, and they're going to Madison Square Garden, I believe, is what that means now, to go on the road and win that ball game. Get well, a banner, championship well, banner. For, well, for North Texas, you know, the, the, playing in the NIT is kind of a big deal. And I, I saw where their head coach is a guy named Grant McCasland, and apparently he has emerged as the top candidate to be the new head basketball coach at Texas Tech. That uh, he has, after a number of big names, have – spurned Texas Tech. I mean, I was told that they they talked to Chris Beard before he took the Ole Miss job. They really were serious about bringing him back, and uh, that wasn't going to happen. Uh, Rick Patino, who landed at St. John's, there was some talk between uh, the brass at Texas Tech and Patino, but he's going to St. John's now. But Grant McCasland has emerged as the leading candidate for Texas Tech, but he's got work going on right now because they're Still playing. Still playing. 29-7. and Won that game in overtime last night, 65-59. Outscored uh, the Cowboys ten to ten to four in the OT, and uh, they're on their way to Madison Square Garden. Way to go, Mean Green! Way to go, Mean Green! Yeah, man, get yourself a championship. I like those NIT championships. They're and championships. Still, tomorrow's Buck National Off Thursday Invitational I, Tournament. I still say Buck Off to arrogant North Carolina for declining their invite to be in that tournament. That was a joke. Come on, man. They probably would have lost in the first round anyway. <laughs> That's a problem. But you don't turn it down. It's basketball, man. That's a proud tournament. Uh, you think Shaka Smart and the Longhorns were going to turn that down when they Hell won no. the dang thing? No. Got to go win that thing. Bring home the banner. It's a cool banner. That's a cool old banner you put in there. Well, uh, North Texas, that would be a great achievement for North Texas as they have an opportunity now after the big win last night. Uh, golf on the brain with the Dell Match Play teeing off. We'll get you more of the uh, the, the featured groups that will tee off today and throughout the day over there at uh, Austin Country Club. Get to some Longhorn football. But I mentioned on the way to the break, did you see where B. John Robinson was last night, Buck? I did not. I, I don't, I'm not you don't a do the follow, social media thing. I don't do thing. the social media thing. Well, if you were paying attention on social media, uh, B. John Robinson lets you know that he was uh, in the city of Brotherly Shove. Oh, yeah. He was in Philadelphia Uh-oh. last night. And uh, the way it's being reported, he Having had some a, pretzels and some cheesesteaks. Maybe some cheesesteaks that he had himself a little uh, uh, visit with the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles is where he was. And uh, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, 
I like that last visit of where he'll be. That's what I want to know where that that's going to end Mike up. Mike Garofolo of uh, NFL Network tweeted this as this post from Texas running back Bijan Robinson last night indeed is indeed what it looked like. He is paying a pre-draft visit to the Eagles today. Sources say our guy at Move the Sticks has said Robinson to Philly makes a ton of sense. Although Howie Roseman has never drafted a running back in round one. Well, Bijan never is, say never though. Yeah, well, never say never, and uh, that would be. Because Cowboy fans are now, with all the great moves the Cowboys have made this offseason, and they've set themselves into a spot that if Bijan were to be there at pick 26, they'd, they'd have to consider it. Yeah, remember last time they had a chance to pick a running back from Texas? The Eagles? Uh, Ricky Williams? Mm. Did they pass and took Donovan McNahab? Oh, what? What's what's happening? Oh, shocked everybody. Ricky was the, the lock first pick, and... It didn't happen. No. You were intimately involved in that situation really? back in the day. Donovan McNabb? And Donovan McNabb. And then, heck, even uh, uh, Edron James, right? James right? was a running back taken ahead of Ricky. And then we know that Mike Ditkin and the Saints traded their whole draft to trade up to get him and wow. put on wedding dresses and all that. But something says B. John Robinson will not put him on a wedding dress. No, I don't think so. He's not going to have to. In but Philly. remember this, what we said about Philadelphia. Philadelphia is in a unique situation, whether Cowboys fans want to believe this or not. They're in a good spot. they got a rookie quarterback or a quarterback on a rookie deal. They're going to sign Jalen Hurts to a mega deal at some point, but they, they haven't yet and they probably won't this offseason. And so they've got a they've got an affordable quarterback. Yeah, we put themselves in position to get right back to the Super Bowl. And they've let Miles Sanders leave to go to the uh, Carolina Panthers, where he signed a contract. Now they did sign Rashad Penny from Seattle, but Penny's been an oft injured player. I don't know if you can say that he's an absolute reliable player. And the Eagles have two first round picks, right? They've got ten and thirty, so they do have an opportunity if they wanted to, just almost like put the put your foot on the accelerator and go. And say, you know what, we're mm-hmm. going to take this this offense, which was as good as any in the league when healthy last year, and we're going to go f- turbocharge. And we're going to put Bijan in the backfield. We're talking about enhancing your running game. Oh, my gosh. And your passing game. And just the pressure you put on defenses. Uh, with, you know, w- with the acquisition last year, Philadelphia, of A.J. Brown, you know, that just, you know, they play this this RPO game with Jalen Hurts as such a threat to run, but he's also become such a an accurate passer. Uh, so was know, it Miles Sanders that helped Jalen Hurts, or was it Jalen Hurts that helped Miles Sanders have his best? I, I would say it was Jalen Hurts in that mm-hmm. offense. I think Miles Sanders is a good back. Well, first of all, they get the best offensive line in football. That well, that's helped, right. too. That, that's, well, that's not hurting you. That's right. That's where it starts and ends up front, but they're very good up front. They'll bring that crew back, and you know A.J. Brown will be playing outside. You've got Devontae Smith emerging, Dallas Goddard at tight end, and if you put a, a player the, the caliber of Bijan Robinson in the backfield next to a player that is is you know MVP candidate like Jalen Hurts behind the best offensive line in football. That's 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 really scary uh, for what it does to a defense. And and again, the acquisition of AJ Brown on draft night last year just changed that offense so dramatically. Did. Because you know as the the RPO right, the quarterback has the option when he would anytime he would see AJ Brown in single coverage, if a safety would t- try start to creep down into the box to load the box to stop their running game, and and Jalen Hurts himself. Well, that means single coverage on the outside, right? That means, you know, who's going to keep with A.J. Brown on a slant route and single coverage? Not many. Those slant routes became huge. The deep balls, the the, the you know the, the pump and goes. Devontae Smith had a huge year on the other side. And you put Bijan, Bijan, whatever we think of Miles Sanders, Bijan would be an upgrade in a big way as far as explosiveness and the ability to change games. 
Um, that would be scary. But, you know, he was in Philadelphia last night. He tweeted it. He had a picture of uh, flying over the football stadium from his own Twitter account or Instagram account. Awesome. IG. So there he was. Uh, this is, guys, NIT Championship in Vegas this year, not New York City. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Learn something every day, and that'd be cool. Now all the more shame on North Carolina for going to Vegas, baby. <laughs> come on now. I can understand I want to go to MSG, but uh, come on, at Vegas? Well, good luck to North Texas. But, yeah, that's where Bijan was last night. And, it's you know, not the first visit. It's the last visit he'll take. Well, Dallas. You know, the only thing. He's already been there. He's been to basketball. Dallas games, signed a running back yesterday. They did. Well, look, I mean, you know, this. Blockbuster per- deal? This pertains to Dallas in that if the Eagles were to take him, well, then he's not there for you. And he, then you also have to play against him twice a year, and that's not good. Uh, but, you know, it's hard, hard to criticize anything the Cowboys have done. Yeah, the Cowboys signed Ronald Jones yesterday. Uh, he was in Tampa. That was in Tampa? I'm in a Madden league with him. What Interestingly enough, like we play in a. You play video games with Ronald Jones? Yes. <laughs> so How's he doing? Is he often injured? No, he won the Super Bowl as the Chiefs oh, in the league okay. last year. Yeah, he was on the Chiefs last year, but injured. No, in the league, he won the Super Bowl as the Chiefs as well, is what I was saying. Oh, on mm. your fantasy league? Yes. <laughs> oh, I see. You're playing Madison. But he won it? Yes, he's so really he, good. He's good with his fingers? <laughs> Come on now. Come on, man. That is pretty cool. But um, That is cool. And, did he beat you in the Super Bowl or something? Did you not make? No, I lost on, 80, on, on. 80 to like 10 in the first round of the playoffs. Take me into the gaming world. So you're in a league with how many teams? There's like third. I mean, it's it's almost completely full of other people. Like, like what does the that entire mean? Entire like, NFL, all 32 teams, and you okay? So it, we do a fantasy draft of the you draft the entire roster. Oh my gosh! And uh, this I'm is the making New York my Giants. head explode. Like you really run your own team? Yeah. Against 31 other people? Yeah, and you play, like, w- the week advances, like, every day. <laughs> and so, like, you, you hit up your – if you're playing you're playing somebody, you hit them up, find a good time to play. And, and the now Dallas Cowboys running back Ronald Jones won your league? Yeah. Is that league – can professionals play? It's Madden. Though. He's the only one that I know <laughs> of that's a professional. Jacob Standard, who works with us, got, got me into the league. But uh, it's, it's pretty I competitive. I man, Jake. That is cool. Well, that sounds like a lot of time. That uh, takes. I don't know if I could. Invest he had that to drop time. out because it was two time. Two time. Well, I can. <laughs> I mean, God's would make yeah. my head explode. We're busy people, anyhow. But uh, good night, nurse. Uh, but yes, the Cowboys did sign Ronald Jones to give them a veteran running back to go with Malik Davis and Tony Pollard, who they franchise tagged. You know, we know the Cowboys traded for Stephon Gilmore. They traded for Brandon Cooks. They reworked the contract to Tyron Smith at left tackle. They re-signed Donovan Wilson and Leighton Van Der Esch. Also brought back Cooper Rush. They also re-signed their special teams ace, C.J. Goodwin. He's their gunner on special teams. He's back. And yesterday, in addition to Ronald Jones, they signed the uh, New York Jets offensive lineman Chuma Adoga. Uh, he's been a couple three-year starter mm-hmm. with the Jets. He's an interior guard. It's just, you know, I think just feel like it feels like everything the Cowboys have done has been right and has set them into a place where they're right there neck and neck with Philadelphia. That's why I point out that Bijan being in Philly, you know, when you're neck and neck with a team that's in your own division, if they make the move that would be – Adding a Bijan, that may be the difference, right? That may be the separator. Because I do think right now, as we sit here at 639 on the 22nd of March, that the best two teams, the most complete teams in the NFC, are the Cowboys and Eagles. And the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. And that tells you how wide open the NFC is. There really isn't another team. You know, San Francisco would be really close, but we don't know what their quarterback situation right. is going to be in San Francisco right now. And until we do, you, you have to put that as a question mark. You assume it's Trey Lance. Uh, Brock Purdy's not going to be back, and they signed uh, Sam Darnold. 
So I would put the Cowboys and the Eagles just to, just ahead of the Niners right now. So, but you know that's so this off is important. With, yeah, with, the Cowboys may be right behind the Eagles. I think they're right there. Yeah, I think they're right there now. But they're not in front of the Eagles. For me to they, surpass, they haven't surpassed the Eagles. No, and for me to say they surpassed the Niners is. That's on paper. Yeah. Because the Niners have beaten them back-to-back Januaries when it matters most and have won those playoff games in Arlington and in San Francisco this year. So until proven otherwise, the Niners have to play for something. The Cowboys have to play for something. Not just on paper. They have to win the games when they they matter. Get through the divisional round of the playoffs in January. But the 49ers have been that impediment the last two Januaries. And, you know, this is everything they're doing is to, to. to take that next step, to put yourself into an NFC Championship game. And, you know, the the Niners did it last year, and the Niners, who knows how that game goes in Philadelphia if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt on the first series and, you know, blow his elbow out. And then they didn't have a quarterback. Um, you know, he was their third-string quarterback anyhow and, you know, had, had played so well beating the Cowboys. And so who knows? The Niners have to be considered right there. And, by the way, we mentioned the Longhorn Big Weekend. On the football side of things, they're having a big – Coaches Clinic this weekend with all the high school coaches from all over the state invited. And the keynote fe- speaker, the featured speaker for the Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns. This must mean recruits, summertime recruits. Yeah, will be Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, spring recruits. Kyle Shanahan is the featured speaker. And I've got to believe that means some scrimmage time on the weekend. Well, they will practice uh, on Saturday, mm. which, as Steve Sarkeesian said yesterday, they're going to practice Saturday. And, you know, all those coaches will be there. High school, Kyle oh, they'll Shanahan. Be to hit. Hey, welcome back, y'all. Yeah, no, I mean it's a. This is what we're going to do on day two of getting back. We're going to be hitting. Well, we're going to. Uh, it's the, well, it'll be their third practice of the week because they're going to practice tomorrow uh, over at the Forty Acres. Then Friday is the coaches' clinic, and then they're going to practice Saturday morning at the stadium, and then they're going to have a big barbecue, and that's a big recruiting junior day, big recruiting weekend. But uh, Kyle Shanahan and the coaches, as part of that clinic, will be a part of the whole weekend. Which is pretty cool. Glad to see the running back coming back to practice. That's good. Yeah, Jonathan Brooks is back. Yeah, he needs to be back. Well, we'll get into the Longhorns coming up. We'll hear from Sark in our coach's corner about 7.15 of next hour. But, yeah, that's the big weekend for the Longhorns. They've got uh, some top juniors, some of the top players in the state for their classes of 2024 and 25 in town this weekend. And they're going to try to put on a show with it. And uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan will be the featured speaker at the coach's clinic. And as we say, the Niners – you know, right there with the Cowboys and the Eagles is the three best teams in the NFC, and that race continues. Uh, Eagles, by the way, or 49ers did steal Javon Hargroves from the Eagles, the one of their young defensive tackles. That was a big yeah, part, well, of, the could, early part they, of the It's surprising to me they kept that many guys that the Eagles kept. They did a good job of keeping their— They did. Well, much like the Cowboys, there, were some, there was a, f- a fear of major attrition off their defense, sure. and they, you know, they kept Fletcher Cox, and they kept uh, Darius Slay at corner. Now, the only one they lost was C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the safety who signed with Detroit— but they, they retained everybody else for the most part. And so, yeah, that's why we mentioned if Bijan is a – if Howie Roseman's thinking Bijan with one of those picks, I mean, come on. Yeah, that, I mean, they made, the move of the, they made the move of the year last year with A.J. Brown. I just never thought that – how did that happen? Well, how I, did that happen well, in I'll the dead again. And we, we, we can say it's not, you know, Monday morning quarterback or 2020 hindsight. We said it while it was happening. The Cowboys trading Amari Cooper and the Eagles acquiring A.J. Brown. Or it changed everything. Changed both teams. Yes. I mean, big time. Um, you know, Amari, the Cowboys didn't have enough weapons, and the Eagles all of a sudden had a you know plethora of weapons, and their offense went from good to great. And the Cowboys' offense went from really good to not as good uh, without Amari Cooper. And, you know, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones have admitted as much here as they've acquired Brandon Cooks and, and you know, trying to find another weapon. Still uh, going to say they're going to miss Dalton Schultz. 
Uh, Texans now have Dalton Schultz, but uh, we'll see. Draft coming up in April. We got a lot of time between now and then. But the Cowboys so far get a get an A plus for sure for the Dolph season that they've had in my mind. Uh, but the Eagles are are right there too. And now they're talking to what are they doing having dinner with Bijan? Come on, man. Ty, now I don't have to worry about Dalton Schultz every time he catches it. Is there going to be a fumble after the catch? Nobody's gonna miss that guy. Come on, man. Second I'm leading not. receiver, Dak will. You may not, but Dak will. Maybe your fantasy football Madden team will miss Dalton Schultz. Yeah. But uh, Dak Prescott, I think he's going to meet that. He's going to miss that eight yard. He likes Jake Ferguson rhythm. will slide right in. Who? Or when they draft a tight end at pick twenty six. Could uh, be. We'll talk about it. We'll be back. B and E with you. We'll get some B and E facts of the day. We'll relive that incredible moment in Miami last night. Shohei Otani uh, staring down Mike Trout for the championship of the World Baseball Classic. Also hear from Steve Sarkeesian. Plenty coming up in our coach's corner. Part of a busy Wednesday here on B and E. It's Bucky and Aaron. Wednesday on the Horn B&E with you. Some B&E facts of your Wednesday. Shohei Otani, we'll let you hear it at the top of the hour, what a scene last night, but before last night had never recorded a save or even finished a game in either his MLB or NPB career playing in Japan. Well, he certainly did last night. He'd never closed a ball game. Always a starting pitcher when he pitches. They needed him last night, and he delivered, to say the least. Speaking of deliver, the next name to think about and keep on your uh, top of your brain, Buck, uh, is Munitaka Murakami. Murakami. He is a, a 23-year-old a hitter, slugger. He's the one that hit the walk-off double for yeah. Japan to beat Mexico. And this is what was so great about last night is both of these teams had to survive kind of late-game comebacks. I mean, the uh, the walk-off double for Japan got them past Mexico, and the USA had to get that eighth-inning grand slam from Trey Turner to beat the, the Team Venezuela, which was awesome. So dramatic ways to get there, and then this game last night. But Murakama, 23 years old, Buck, he hit a ball 115 miles an hour off the bat. He's a triple crown player in Japan. And how about this? Uh, after last season... He signed a three-year contract extension worth 600 million yen per year. I don't know how much the yen is to the dollar, but his contract is worth 600 mil per yen per year. a whole lot of sake. (laughs) Yeah, but that contract stipulates that the Swallows, he plays for the Yakult Swallows of Tokyo, that uh, after the 2025 season, when he's 26 years old, he must be posted to be available to Major League Baseball. So he signed up for three more years in Japan, but after those three seasons, his contract stipulates that uh, he can be open season into the Major League Baseball ranks, which would be... Um, Wait, you said 600, how much? 600 million yen per okay. year. One yen. Second. Yeah, that's impressive. But he is a, gosh, Babe Ruth, they say Babe Ruthian power. And you saw it last night, hit it into the upper tank there in Miami. Um, Trey Turner had hit it early. By the way, Philadelphia Phillies fans are happy because remember they invested 300 million bucks in Trey Turner this mm-hmm. offseason? He was maybe the best player Team USA had. He led the whole deal and hit home runs, did he not? He was awesome. And uh, he's so every be one a, of his hits a home run? Felt like it. Uh, and they were clutch home runs. He hit the one last night that gave the USA a one nothing lead. and then um, Some strikeout ones. Yeah. Well, looked bad. 600 million yen is only about 4 million U.S. dollars. 4 million total? Yes. All right. Well, he'll cash in when he is 25 or 26 years old and is posted to Maybe team. he's not as much sake as I thought. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber, another Philly Last night. Yeah, Phillies were in the World Series a year ago. Astros beat them, but they're adding Trey Turner to that lineup. Come on now. Hey, so uh, also some March Madness Sweet 16 facts on your B&E Facts of a Wednesday. We know the Longhorns are in the 
Sweet 16 for the first time in 15 years. You know who else is in the Sweet 16 for the first time in 15 years? Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes. That's right. Of course, he was the coach of Texas 15 years ago, but Tennessee is in the Sweet 16. He hasn't done that since he's been in Knoxville, which is pretty cool. Uh, Houston, the Cougars, are trying to become the first team since the 2010 Butler team to do what, Buck? Make the Final Four as the host university. Oh. Make the Final Four as the host right university. Right there at the house, yes. Of course, right there in the city of Houston. Butler did it when he was in, in, in Indianapolis back in 2010. I'm trying to figure out in my mind, and Ty, you'll tell me, let me know, because you, like you like these kind of scenarios. Tom Izzo in Michigan State back. Well, the guy's been to 15 of these well, sweet did, 16s. Did the, did the rule get broken of every four years he makes a Final Four run? Well, every senior class yeah, for a long that's time. That's always been had, his promise be on the recruiting taking, trail. What's his name? Cleve? Mateen Cleve? He won't be going back to New York with him. Izzo, they are going back to Madison Square Garden to play K-State, who's got a guy who's from New York. Izzo coaching his 15th Sweet wow. 16. 15th. Is, there, the, is that team good enough to uh, do some damage? Uh, they're they're you like it. I mean, they just, they just had well, they're gonna people play, they're killed gonna play. On, their, on their campus, Ty. Oh, that yeah, emotional, I forgot about that. The emotional. Sparty Strong. Sparty Strong. Well, they're going to play K-State um, in, the, in the round of 16 here coming up on Thursday. That's the first game. First game out of the gate, Michigan State. Wow. Uh, Michigan State is also the Big Ten's last chance. The rest of their teams have been knocked off, including one seed, Purdue. Everybody else is out, out of the Big Ten. Um, but Michigan State is in with Tom Izzo. That will be a heck of a game, K-State, Michigan State. And I'll give you a fact on Jerome Tang, the coach of K-State. Did you know when he was five years old? He got run over by a car. He was laying in the garage playing, and I think it was his stepbrother ran him over. Like right over his chest. He's five years old. He lived. And not only did he run him over, he ran over and ran back over him because he could feel that he was hitting something. So like the dentist, like the lady? And Jerome, over the dentist? he was living in like Mali or somewhere wherever he wow. grew up. And yeah, he was uh, in the hospital for a long time. Everybody, I mean, lucky to be alive. This guy coaching K-State with little Marquise Noel. Also, Buck, uh, Princeton. Princeton is trying to do something that's never been done. That would be if they were the if they were to win in the round of 16, they would be the first 15 seed ever to reach the Elite Eight. Ever. The Tigers. How about those? That's smart. Ivy Leaguers. Ivy Leaguers with a week to get ready for the Creighton Blue Jays. Now, who do they know? They play... Uh, yeah, they play Creighton. Creighton, yeah. The Blue Jays with Doug McDermott. And this just in on a B&E Fact of a Wednesday. Drew Timmy is still playing college basketball. <laughs> How old another, is he? Another year? Who's older, Drew Timmy or Brock Cunningham? Wow. <laughs> That's the question. Longhorns uh, forward. We'll come back. We'll pick up the facts. We'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian and our coaches, Corner Longhorns. This is the big week on tap. Lots to do. Glad you're with us.